Powered by MPB, this is Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast, hosted by Jermaine Flood and Tara Wren. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. Welcome to Chalkboard Chat. I'm Jermaine Flood. And today we have the 6th Street Museum District. And I am so glad to introduce to you Latoya Norman. She's the director of museums for the Hattiesburg Convention Commission. Now, her work with the commission began in 2008 when she was hired as their education coordinator. And that position gave her the opportunity to educate children of all ages about the selfless service and sacrifice of African-Americans in the military and the meaningful role community members have played during times of war. Now, today, she oversees developments in the six. Street Museum District, which include the African-American Military History Museum, the Osceola McCarty House, the Historic Eureka School, the Smith Drug Company, and the Military Vehicle Museum. And today I am going to welcome to the chat, Miss LaToya Norman. Thank you so much for joining us here on Chalkboard Chat. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. I am just so glad to have you here on Chalkboard Chat. And I just want to go ahead and get started. Now, when it comes down to the 6th Street Museum District. This month is a big month for you all. There's a lot of events that are surrounding those museums there in the district. So can you tell me about what they can look forward to for 2022's Black History Month events surrounding that? Yes, well, we align ourselves with the national theme, which this year is Black Health and Wellness, which was very fitting because we have Smith Drug Company, which was owned by a pharmacist by the name of Eham and Smith. And so we just kind of put our heads together and thought we really want to highlight some of these pioneers from Hattiesburg because they were very integral and important in the community. And so that's how we came up with what we wanted to focus on. And so this month we have on Tuesdays at 10 a.m. honoring pioneers in medicine. Uh, we just had our first one on February the 1st. And so each Tuesday at 10 a.m., we're going to highlight a different pioneer from the past and just talk about what they meant to the community and what they meant to the medical field and just the trailblazers that they were. So we're excited about that. On Fridays, we'll have story time with a soldier, which is a really fun activity for our younger audience. We have a uniformed soldier who comes in, and this year, they're all in the healthcare field and military. And so for those who pre-register, they can come in and have a story read and ask questions of these veterans. We have dancing in the district. Um, We want people to get healthy, and so we thought it would be really fun to have a dance instructor to come in and give us some moves. And so we're looking forward to that. We have a healthy heart affair, which is going to be health fair. We have some Black medical professionals who will be in to talk to our community about some ways to stay healthy. That's good stuff. I love all of this. And I love the fact that you just know off the top of your head exactly (laughs) what's going on. I know it's because you're the director of all things out there of these museums, but how fun is it for you to be able to enjoy some of these events And also, I guess, learn things that maybe you didn't learn or learn things that you've already known. (laughs) Some things I already know, but there's so much to learn. There's never, I'm always amazed when someone comes into the museum and they tell me about a significant story in military history that I didn't already know about. 
And I think to myself, there's just so much. There's no way I could possibly know everything. So I look forward to these events because we really rely on community members and experts to tell their stories. And so we had our first honoring the pioneers. I mean, I read so much about Dr. E. Hammond Smith. I read his oral history. I read some newspaper articles that he was quoted in and featured in. But to hear community members talk about him, I learned so much that day. And that's what I look forward to at every single event, because I know that these people are going to share information that I didn't know. And this is information that I get to share with our guests when they come in. So it's really exciting to be in this position. My favorite aspect of my job is being able to interact with veterans, be able to interact with community members, and then to be able to share those stories that are so important with our audience that comes in. I always tell people when you come to our museum, you'll learn about some of those national heroes and you're going to learn about local as well. So you can't come and not learn something. There's so much (laughs) to learn. Right. Are you a Hattiesburg native? I am not. And so that's why it's so important to have these connections with the community. You know, and I wasn't here during the 60s. I wasn't here when the USO opened. And so for me, when I get to connect with people who actually know the true meaning and learn firsthand accounts from them, then it gives me greater purpose. So no, I'm not from Hattiesburg, but I've been here long enough that this is definitely (laughs) home. Um, And there's just so many incredible people who come from Hattiesburg that I get to brag and boast about. Yeah. I mean, as much as you probably know about Hattiesburg now, Miss Norman, I I think you just might as well claim that you're from... (laughs) I agree. That's your from Pittsburgh. <laughs> but my grandmother, I, I love, I'm from Civil Creek. It's a little small town. So I could never not say that that's where I'm from because that's where I went to high school and my favorite place to visit because my grandmother's still there and my mom. Yeah, I love all of that. Good stuff. Now, when it comes down to Hattiesburg, when you kind of think about African-American history and Black history here in the state, you kind of always go to Jackson, the capital city. And as I'm looking into the 6th Street Museum District and the history that surrounds all of that, Hattiesburg had an impact too. And that wasn't but an hour and a half away. So, I mean, I can just imagine how much rich history each and every single one of those museums holds because of the fact that they had their own thing happening in Hattiesburg, their own movement, as well as what was happening here in Jackson. So, How proud are you able to be able to get that word out to the public? So, so excited. I love being able to weave stories to where any audience can appreciate. And there's just some incredible, again, incredible stories. Um, When I think about the African-American Military History Museum at the Historic USO Club, this USO is one of the only African-American USOs that's still in public use. And although it's a museum now, when you walk into the lobby, we really wanted it to be reminiscent of a lobby from the 1940s. And so you get to not only learn about history, you're walking into a historic treasure. It's the same with the Eureka School and the same with Smith Drug Company and the Osceola McCarty House. These buildings are special. So it's not just you learn about history, you're actually taking a walk through kind of a time warp. (laughs) So that's what's really unique about the Sixth Street Museum District is that we actually have these historic sites that we're preserving and also sharing these really unique stories. 
Right. So we're going to take my listeners on a tour of the 6th Street Museum District. And I wanted to start with the African-American Military History Museum, a.k.a. the Historic USO Club. When somebody goes here to this museum, what can they expect out of that? The building opened March 22nd, 1942. So as soon as you walk out of your car, you should hear 1940s theme music. Once you walk into the lobby, as I said, it's reminiscent of a lobby from the 1940s. It has a snack bar, it has furniture, it has a picture um, of our USO from the 1940s. So when you walk into that space, you're walking into a USO club that is now a museum that chronicles African-Americans in the military. We always try to make sure visitors know how important this space was, you know, due to segregation. Soldiers were coming to Camp Shelby from all over the world. And when they came to the 6th Street USO, they knew that this was a safe place. It was located in the Black community. It was located in an area intentionally where they could easily find access to entertainment, to if they need to go to a physician's office, if they needed to go to get a haircut. Everything that they needed was right in this community. And so that building was so important to soldiers and community members. And so we try to make sure that I guess know that. And then when you go in, you have these exhibits that tell the stories of African-Americans in the military who've made such an impact and a difference. Like I said, we have local heroes such as Ensign Jesse Leroy Brown, the first African-American naval aviator. We also tell stories that people are probably a little bit more familiar with. We feature General Colin Powell. I mean, there's just a lot of information there. And what we like to make sure that guests know is that we want to tell new stories. A lot of times people don't realize that they have family members who have served. I can remember a story of someone who had listened to their grandfather talk about the Tuskegee Airmen. And I think he may have mentioned that he was a part of the unit, but they just didn't really pay much attention. Mm -hmm. And he was a Tuskegee Airman. He was a part of ground crew who kept them flying. And so those are the stories that you know, you may think it's not a big deal that we want to know about. So this is a museum for everybody to to come in and share their stories. We don't have this big archives where we're turning people away. Like, no, we want to, if you have a story to tell that fits within our mission, we want to share that. That's good stuff. I love that. And when you started talking about and describing the museum, I literally heard, and I'm, you know, I'm not from the 1940s. I could hear it in my ear and the USO <laughs> club just jumping. So I, it sounds like a, a awesome museum to be able to go to. Now, when it comes down to admission for this museum, is there any charge on that? Um, it's free admission. If you have a group 10 or more, then there's a dollar per person fee. But if it's just a regular visit, it's free admission. However, we do accept donations. Now for my listeners, if you want to know more about the African American Military History Museum in Hattiesburg, part of that 6th Street Museum district, you can visit HattiesburgUSO.com. Again, that's HattiesburgUSO.com for more information about that. Now let's go ahead and keep our tour moving here, Miss Norman. And so I want to now go to the Historic Eureka School. I want to know more about that. I started dipping my toes into it and it kind of blew my mind about how historic this school really is and the impact 
that it had on the state for African-Americans. So just walk us through that museum there. The building is renovated, so it's not officially a museum, but it will be a museum that focuses on civil rights movement, primarily Freedom Summer of 64. Hattiesburg had the largest school in the state of Mississippi, and so there's just a lot of stories to tell there within itself. A lot of pioneers from Hattiesburg, and we want to share those stories. So the building is empty for the, the most part, except for some of the collection that we've already acquired. And we do have traveling exhibits within from time to time. But this year, we're really going to focus more on getting a consultant, a design team, so that we can get the ball rolling. We had some setbacks in 2013, a tornado swept through and destroyed a good portion of our our building. And then, of course, last year, the world was dealing with COVID and we're still feeling the effects of that. But we really do want to get the ball rolling so we can open the school as a civil rights museum. But the Eureka School opened in 1921. This year, we celebrated 100 years, which was incredible. We reached out to Eurekans. That's what they were called, those who went to school here. They shared stories about some of the teachers that influenced them. And this school just has a lot of rich history. It was one of the only modern brick buildings that was built during that time, specifically for African-Americans. Jesse Leroy Brown graduated from Eureka High School, the first African-American naval aviator. So a lot of incredible people graduated here at Eureka. So brick high schools or brick schools or brick buildings for African-Americans was something that wasn't going on then. Especially in the state of Mississippi. The building that was here on this site was a wood frame building, a a lot smaller. And still keep in mind that the Eureka School, when it opened, it was for grades 1 through 12. So this building, though two stories in brick, it it housed grades 1 through 12, which is still a lot of students that it serviced. But for Mississippi, that was a, a really big deal. Now, for my listeners, if you wanted more information about the historic Eureka School restoration and renewal, you can visit Hattiesburg Eureka. That's Eureka spelled E-U-R-E-K-A dot com. Again, that's Hattiesburg Eureka dot com. If somebody wanted to be able to give artifacts to this museum, could they? Yes, yes. We most certainly are accepting donations. They can send those to my email address and I can get it to the right person. But my email address is lnorman, N-O-R-M-A-N, at hattiesburg.org. Okay. Okay. So if you have any artifacts out there that you'd like to share with the Eureka School, you can send that to Miss Norman. Please. Yes, please do that. And or then- any, of, any of our facilities, the, the USO, African-American Military History Museum, Osceola McCarty House, we're accepting all donations. Now that's where I want to go next. So you've already moved into the next stop on my tour of the 6th Street Museum District. And that's the Osceola McCarty House that is to come as well. That is still in development. But I read a little bit about Miss Osceola McCarty and I love that story. And I love the story of the house and how the house actually got picked up and totally moved to another location. So can you give my audience a little bit about that Osceola McCarty House Museum? Yes. So Miss Osceola McCarty was a washerwoman who washed and ironed clothes for a living. And she donated to the university. She had been saving money all her life. She had her grandmother and her mom and her aunt 
who all had a, a family business. But she took the initiative and she actually took the money that she had been saving initially in a, a, a doll buggy and she took it to the bank. And so from there, she just started saving the majority of her, her money. And so when she reached a certain age, her banker at the time said, hey, you have all this money. What are your plans? And so she decided to set up an irrevocable trust. And she said that she wanted the majority of the money to go to the university. So someone could have the opportunity that she did not, which was to go and pursue higher education. She had a sixth grade education, but what she didn't know at that time was how much she had actually saved. And she had more than $200,000 that was saved. And she earmarked 150 to go to the university so that a young lady or, um, or male could have the opportunity to go to college. That's some good stuff because they talked about her being frugal and how they had to talk her into actually getting air conditioning put into the house and actually getting a cable television put into the house. And I mean, with all her frugalness in that aspect, she wasn't frugal when it came down to her philanthropy. So, right. And, and that's what she's quoted as saying is that if she can help somebody else. And I think when she got the air condition, it was more so to accommodate her guests who were coming in because when she gave this money, I mean, <laughs> the right. media went crazy. And they were hot and in so, there. <laughs> yes. And so she, uh, and yes, they were hot in there. So you had um, NBC, these big executives coming and wanting to have interviews with her. And so she eventually did get her an AC unit, but she traveled the world. She was on the Oprah Winfrey show. People just love her story, love the fact that this was someone who didn't have a lot to give. But she gave it all, um, right. 60% of what she had to the university. And, and some right. people were just absolutely amazed that someone would be that generous when they didn't have very much to begin with. That's just some good stuff. I love that story. That is, that's one so of my I. favorite stories out of Sixth Street Museum <laughs> District is the Osceola McCarty House. If you want some more information about the McCarty House Museum, you need to go out there and just Google her because her Wikipedia will just blow your mind. And the story behind her will also just, you know, open your eyes up to a whole new way of living and a whole new way of thinking of what is important in life. You mentioned her savings. I read, um, she, she does have a book. And in that book, she mentioned going to a hotel, I think in New York, mm -hmm seeing a fountain with all this money that was just thrown in there with a wishing well. And she just could not understand why anybody would take something as small as a quarter or a penny or whatever and just be so, you know, frivolous with it. And so I thought to myself, if we were all more like that to where every single penny counts. And that was her philosophy. And I mean, look at where it landed her. Right. You're right about that. You're right about that. Especially when you see changes laying on the ground. Right. Right. <laughs> You're so right about that. I love that. But I want to go to the next stop on the tour, which is just as intriguing to me as the Osceola House Museum, the Smith Drug Company. 
this one right here is big for me because of the fact that there was a man who owned a drug company who was African-American and he was servicing the African-American community in Hattiesburg. So I would love to know more about him and everything that surrounds it. His name is Dr. E. Hammond Smith, and he was the owner of the Smith Drug Company. So tell me a little bit about that and how that museum will pan out once it's done. So Dr. E. Hammond Smith opened and founded Smith's Drug Company in 1925. His father had actually given him the building so that he and his brother could open his pharmacy and his brother practiced medicine on the upper level. So it was a family business. And so the reason we were interested in it, when we talk about the history of Mobile Street and how important it was for Black commerce and professionals, the one place that most community members would always mention was Smith Drug Company and how that's where they would go to get their medication. But not only would they go get medication, they would go here to sit and have a mall and, and just some really fun memories. It was um, a place where they could just get whatever they needed. And then just reading more about Dr. E. Hammond Smith, he was so involved in the community. He sponsored Little League teams. The Smith Drug Company was a meeting space. If you, I, I read that the Kappa League would have their meetings there. I mean, just all sorts of meetings took place there. Even civil rights meetings would take place there. Like it was just amazing to learn about Dr. E. Hammond Smith, what he meant to the community, what he gave back to the Black community, even about his brother, the honor and the pioneers. This session is mainly revolved around the Smith family because there was just so many stories to tell. They were raised by two educators who really instilled in them the importance of education, the importance of pursuing higher education. And so um, three of the brothers were doctors. You had Dr. E. Hammond Smith, who was a pharmacist. And so just a family who just valued education and valued giving back. And so we're just really pleased to be able to share those stories. So when you do come into Smith Drug Company, hopefully for those who have been there before, they'll be able to reminisce about their favorite memories when they were there. But we just basically tell the story of Dr. E. Hammond Smith. And then we also tell the story of Dr. James Cohen. Dr. E. Hammond Smith ran the pharmacy from 1925 to 1980. So for 55 years, he was in business and then he sold it to his mentee. And so his mentee renamed it Cohen Drug Company. And so we share his story. What's incredible about their friendship is that they were noted, or I read in an article that they never had any issue with one or the other. Um, they worked there for all of those years, and um, it seemed like a pretty harmonious relationship. And then after, you know, Dr. E. Hammond Smith said, hey, I'm going to retire, his friend took over, and he worked until 1996. So that was a, a business that ran for 71 years, and so that is quite an accomplishment. And it says so much about the spirit of those two men. Right. It does. And it also kind of puts you, you know, your, your mind in, in that time and maybe what he had to go through to even open up the doors of that in 1925 and then having it go all the way up until 71 years later. is just, I mean, it's, it's history. 
And that's what we're here for is to learn more about African-American history. And that for me inside of the state of Mississippi is one of those bright spots of history. And so if you want to know more about my listeners about the Sixth Street Museum District's Smith Drug Company, make sure you go out there and you Google that too, because (laughs) I mean, there's so much out there and you can learn so much and it only takes sometimes 15 minutes and you've gotten literally, you know, 20, 30 years of history that you never even knew about. So go out there and look for that. So on our last stop on our museum tour, and this is another museum that is in development for the Sixth Street Museum District. I want to talk about the Military Vehicle Museum, which will be an extension of the African American Military History Museum. And is this exactly what it sounds like, where it's going to be housing military vehicles? Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so <laughs> we we have some land that's directly across the street from our USO. And so it has always been our goal to develop that and have military vehicles. And we received an email a couple of years, well, probably a year and a half ago, from a retired lieutenant colonel and dentist. And he wanted to donate his own personal collection of 12 vehicles, military vehicles. And they are World War II era to present day. And he looked on our page and he saw the interactive exhibits that we have. And so that's what really interested him in in reaching out to us. And we're going to house those vehicles inside a, a building. But one thing that he wanted to be clear is that he wanted a space where, like he had saw on our website, he wanted a vehicles that children could touch and feel and learn in that way. And so we were just so excited because we are all about engagement and our visitors being able to touch as much as they can. And so that's what's going to be unique about this experience is that you'll be able to come, not only learn about these vehicles, but you'll be able to climb inside and learn in that way as well. I cannot wait for all of this to come about. I'm coming down to Hattiesburg. I'm going to go to all of this. I love the idea that curation is not only by you all's hands, but it's also by the residents of Mississippi's hands. If they have something that they wanted to donate or, you know, even outside of here, if people have moved on and then they have something that can go inside of these museums, it's just such a a well-rounded section of museums that you can literally go to and it's got everybody's hands involved and I just love the idea of it all I really do and you Miss Norman are a plethora of knowledge I think you just need to be a history teacher I think you missed your other (laughs) calling um other than (laughs) being a director of museums because your your brain can just hold so much of this And I just thank you for being here on Chalkboard Chat with us today. If my listeners maybe wanted to know more about the Sixth Street Museum District, they can kind of go out there to all of those websites that we had mentioned. But when it comes down to the Hattiesburg Convention Commission, as it relates to the museums in Hattiesburg, where can they visit to find out more about that? Well, in the district, if they come to um, the African-American Military History Museum, which is located at 305 East Sixth Street. Okay. Um, they can learn more and, and obtain more information. Okay. Make sure you all do that. And Miss Norman, I just thank you so much for being here and being a guest on Chalkboard Chat, giving us a history lesson about 
the 6th Street Museum District. Is there anything you want to leave my listeners with when it relates to the 6th Street Museum District? This was just an idea when I came on board in 2009. We had the Historic USO and the Eureka School, and we've just really grown. So we just want you all to help us spread the word and let people know that we're here and, you know, we are ready to accept visitors. We do give tours of the district. You may not be able to go inside the space just depending on what stage of construction we're in, but just come see us. We want to see your faces. Yeah, make sure you do that. And Ms. Norman, thank you again for being a guest here on Chalkboard Chat. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat. I'm Jermaine Flood. Class is now dismissed. You've been listening to Chalkboard Chat, an MPB education podcast. To hear this episode and more, visit education.mpbonline.org or download the MPB public media app to listen on your iPhone or Android device. This podcast is hosted with love by ACAST.